Welcome to Fort Hood Spotlight, keeping you in touch with what's happening on the world's largest military installation, Fort Hood, Texas. Thank you for joining us. I'm Julia Connor. This week, we shine the spotlight on the Early Childhood Intervention Program, Child Team, helping kids with developmental delays even before they start school. The next Parenting Order Legal Clinic is Tuesday, June 26. Military parents with issues surrounding child custody, visitation, paternity, and child support, come on down and bring your questions. And the next Fort Hood Warrant Roundup is June 29th. Pay those misdemeanor fines now to avoid arrest later. Fort Hood Spotlight. With me here in the studio, Johnny Wardell, director of the Early Childhood Intervention Program here at Fort Hood. Child Team. Now, I say Fort Hood, but your agency helps more than just military families. We absolutely do. Um, Early Childhood Intervention is a program for all children age 0 to 3 that have developmental delays or medical conditions that put them at risk for developmental delay. There's no other criteria by which we determine whether they are eligible for our services. The areas that we look at when we determine whether a child is delayed or not and therefore eligible for our services, we look at their communication skills, their cognitive functioning, their motor skills, social emotional, how they're interacting with people around them, and then also their self-help skills. What can they do for themselves? So how does a child get into your program? A child needs to be referred to the early intervention program and anyone can make a referral to our program. It does not have to come from a medical provider. Moms, dads, grandmothers, daycare workers, nurses, the WIC program, we get referrals from many, many different places in the community. And um, that can be done either online or through a phone call to our office. Once a child is determined eligible for our program, we write a service plan. It's actually called an individualized family service plan. We are looking at the whole family because a child zero to three doesn't function on their own. So we have to take them in contact with their family. That service plan will look at the areas that the child needs to work on. And it will also incorporate what goes on in a family's daily routines, looking for opportunities for that family to practice those skills in their regular things they do while they're putting the child to bed, while they're playing in and out of the car seat to strengthen their child's development. Families are supported by our early intervention specialists based on the needs of the child and the family. Many times they'll have a therapist as a provider, a speech therapist, occupational therapist, physical therapist. Most of the time they will have an early intervention specialist who is a general developmental specialist with specialized training in child development and strategies to intervene in child development. And they're also a case manager, which helps families um, make sure they have access to all of the support and resources their child might need. And what's fascinating to me is you actually go to the family's home. We do. Our focus is to help families incorporate those activities that are going to encourage their child's development in their home environment, in the things that they do every day. And so it helps us to be there to use the toys the child has. It's a more family-friendly and empowering service model than going to a medical clinic to receive therapy where you don't have all the fancy equipment. And I'm sure with some families, you can just kind of get like all the relatives involved, brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas too. That's an excellent point. And um, actually nobody teaches a two-year-old more good and bad than older siblings. (laughs) Um, So when we can involve the older siblings in helping, especially if a child who is struggling with language skills or play skills or even just, you know, their motor skills. If they want to follow a older sibling out in the backyard, then they're going to be 
more motivated to get out there and really work on developing those skills. So we mm -hmm. absolutely do. We incorporate all family members. Daycare providers are very important too in helping us help children reach their milestones. We all know that early diagnosis, early intervention is going to give us the best results. We definitely consistently see children reach their developmental milestones while they are still enrolled in our program and can sometimes even exit our program being on age level before they reach three. Sometimes just a little bit of help, just a little bit of change in environment, a little education really makes a huge difference in child learning. Helping children with special needs. This is definitely the most cost-effective way to do it. Um, doing it early, minimizing the amount of time that children need it, and going into the home environment where you are not having to maintain a clinic. It's definitely a cost-efficient service. We are funded by the state of Texas. We are funded with federal dollars. We are a TRICARE provider. Our services they are essentially free, but we do look at ways of covering our costs through right. private insurances and family cost shares if families meet that criteria. If anybody would like some more information about early childhood intervention, what should they do? You can give us a call, 254-773-6787. And we also have a website, which is childteam.org, and it's C-H-I-L-D-T-E-A-M.org. That's our local program. Early Childhood Intervention is also in every county in the state of Texas. All right. Now give us that telephone number one more time and the website. 254-773-6787 and childteam.org. Thank you very much. I have been talking with Johnny Wardell, Director of Early Childhood Intervention Child Team here at Fort Hood. Kiss. Keep it a safe summer. Hi, I'm Ronald Smalley, the Prevention Coordinator from the Fort Hood Alcohol and Substance Abuse Prevention Office. This year's Summer Sense campaign is KISS. Keep it a safe summer. Yay! Check the displays around Fort Hood for tips on staying safe this summer. Remember, fewer accidents equals more fun. KISS. Keep it a safe summer. Fort Hood Spotlight. Welcome back. The next Parenting Order Legal Clinic is on June 26th from 3 to 5 p.m. at the Ovita Kolpabi Soldier and Family Readiness Center. It's for military parents who need help regarding child support, custody, fraternity, visitation, things like that. Here to tell us how the Parenting Order Legal Clinic helps soldiers and family members is Noelita Lugo from the Texas Attorney General's Office and Fritz Fulberge, Fort Hood Legal Assistant Attorney. First, Noelita, explain how the Parenting Order Legal Clinic can help. Parents can come and ask questions about how do they establish legal fatherhood, how do they get, change, enforce, collect child and medical support, or um, questions about parenting time, custody and visitation issues. The reason that legal assistance is involved in this, it's really a cooperative program that we have, is to give some advice to soldiers and family members as to some of the obligations that they have under Army regulations. We will not enter into an attorney-client relationship with you necessarily at the Parenting Order Legal Clinic. We may be able to provide you with individualized legal assistance on an appointment basis later on. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, the people in legal assistance are not authorized to go into the local civil courts to prosecute or defend a case on behalf of a soldier or family member. 
But predominantly what we would like to do is we would like to be able to work with the Attorney General's office in a lot of these cases so that you can avoid having to go to court altogether and avoid having to hire a civilian attorney. That's how our agency can help. We can answer questions specifically regarding the military parents' child support cases that they have open with our state, um, with other states. So if a parent has a child support order that's being enforced in Oklahoma, or Indiana. We can uh, work with that other state to resolve any issues or help remove log jams and, and get the case moving forward. So how do you work with the soldier? Is it a big group thing or do you meet with them one-on-one? How does it work? Sure. We start off with the large group and we open up the floor to questions. And then we have usually a few minutes toward the end of the session where they can come up to us and perhaps they feel more comfortable asking their personal questions. And I think it's uh, also important to note, both with attorneys from the Texas Attorney General's office as well as people from legal assistance, we can make follow-up appointments to help people on a one-on-one basis. Mm -hmm. I think the first part of the session primarily is informational. We're trying to get very general advice out to people what things to be aware of, what type of problems might be out there, because frequently people haven't thought all the way through what's going to happen next. A soldier will come in and he's not sure he's the father. Beyond the practical consideration of getting a DNA test to find out, there's also a legal and moral obligation that the soldiers have. And for our agency, you know, certainly we can provide information to either parent, whether they have custody of their child or they don't have custody. We're providing information about legal procedures and how to better navigate our child support system. What about family violence issues? The important thing for parents to keep in mind is that they can access child support safely. They need to let us know that that's a situation that they're dealing with. The same with visitation. If visitation and custody is in place and family violence has become an issue, they need to notify our office and we can talk them through some of the options that are in place. Those are also issues that we can address within legal assistance to let people know what's types of remedies may be available, getting a temporary protective order, or to make sure that we have supervised visitation. Fritz Fulberge and Noelita Lugo talking about the next Parenting Order Legal Clinic, June 26, from 3 to 5 p.m. at the Ovita Cole Pobby Soldier and Family Readiness Center. There's no child care, so don't bring the kids. Get more info, 287-3199. Hi, this is Catherine from the Robertson Blood Center. A very special thanks going out to Chaffee, McNair, and Kuma Village for sponsoring blood drives this month. We need your blood. Join us at the Chaffee Village Community Center June 26th from 9 to 1230. Roll up your sleeves and donate for our soldiers in Afghanistan. You can also give blood on June 29th at the Kuma Village Community Center from 8 to 230. Your one donation can help save three soldiers' lives. Give blood, save lives, and get an awesome free t-shirt. And Cookies for everyone! Join the Robertson Blood Center June 26th from 9.30 to 12.30 at Chaffee Village or June 29th from 8 to 2.30 in Kuma Village. Bring your blood and a friend and save lives with the Robertson Blood Center. Mark your calendar. June 27th is PTSD Awareness Day, post-traumatic stress disorder. Did you know signs of PTSD may not appear until six months or even years after a traumatic experience? Get the facts about post-traumatic stress disorder at realwarriors.net. Fort Hood Spotlight. Julia Connor here, and with me, Officer Alex Forbes from the Fort Hood Police Department, here to talk about a warrant roundup. Explain to us how that works. 
we're just giving people an opportunity to tie up some loose ends, whether it's traffic stops, alcohol violations, whatever the case may be. Sometimes things get lost in the mix. People forget about things. So what the Warrant Roundup affords law enforcement in the community to do is to bring in those outstanding issues that have been kind of left behind. The majority of them are traffic related offenses where they didn't pay their traffic fine or they were requested to appear in court for that traffic violation and failed to do so. The warrants that we're doing now are all issues that have taken place outside the installation. We have Colleen, Parker Heights, and Copper's Cove. Those warrants have all been disseminated to the chains of command as far as the soldiers go. So that way between now and, and June 29th when we kick this thing into effect, they can come in and take care of it, whether it's by making arrangements for them to pay a fine or whether it's us taking them into custody to go see a judge. And right now you have that list and people on that list are associated with Fort Hood. Yes, ma'am. Whether it's active duty soldiers or family members or civilians that are known to work on the installation, mm -hmm. we have them. Right now we have a total of 129 active warrants. Total amount of that upwards of $50,000. If we do not get these warrants, these traffic fines, these violations taken care of by June 29th, what is going to happen? Well, on June 29th, we're going to be on the move. If they don't show up and we've got a warrant for them, we're gonna be at their place of business. Um, and that's not just active duty soldiers. You know, we'll go for them, we'll go to the barracks, we'll go to the motor pool, we'll pick them up. Civilian workers that work on the installation, if they have them, their place of business, we're gonna be there to pick them up. So we're trying to alleviate that embarrassment and that causing that scene in front of chains of command, in front of their peers, in front of the bosses. We're trying to eliminate all that and let them get this taken care of on the lowest level possible. What about folks who say, you know, I know it's going to be a hefty fine and I can't pay right now. The courts are willing to make arrangements. All the agencies that are that are participating in this are willing to work with people as much as they can within the scope of the law and, and judicial proceedings. Right. I mean, because it can happen that you might, you know, have another traffic violation. You might be stopped for something and they find out that there's a warrant out for you and then it's like, you know, off to jail you go. Absolutely. And stop by DPS, Colleen, you got your kids in the car. Lo and behold, you got a blinker out, you get pulled over and you've got warrants out for your arrest. And that turns a something simple like a traffic fine into a, a big issue. And we don't want that. That's the last thing we want to do to, to the people of our community. Then that's more money that you got to put out too. Absolutely. I mean, you've got jail fines and then you go to court, you got court fines. And some folks think if I just move, then I'll be okay. Oh, absolutely not. Um, warrants follow you everywhere you go. And everybody thinks, well, I'll get pulled over in North Carolina and I'm going to go to jail. That's entirely possible. But the other aspect of it is, is anybody that applies for a job, they run your background. They see that you have a misdemeanor warrant that pretty much indexes your chances of, of obtaining that employment. Bottom line, what do people do to to, uh, take part of the amnesty right now. Contact us either by phone. Phone numbers for myself are going to be 287-7846 or you can contact Officer Chamberlain at 702-3944. So we're just stop in and see us. We're going to be in uh, the MP station, building 23,020, room 102. I have been talking with Officer Alex Forbes from the Fort Hood Police Department. Warrant Roundup. Make sure you go see him before June 29th. I'm Julia Connor for Fort Hood Spotlight, a production of the Three Corps and Fort Hood Public Affairs Office.